Captain's Log, Stardate 3.1415, etc. We are making our way to the gratis system for the annual feast and we're bringing the food. The whole ship reeks of roasted turkey, mashed potatoes, and gravy. Ugh, are we almost there? We're still two hours out, Captain. That's what you said two hours ago. We're taking the scenic route. Who authorized that? With permission, Captain. You did. You said you wanted to get ice cream on the way. Oh, right. I can make it for two more hours. I just need to think about something else. Captain, I'm getting a message from engineering. Perfect. A distraction. Put it through. Captain, we've got trouble. Is it food-related? Um, no. It's the power cells. They're leaking this green ooze. It's getting everywhere. Is that what's all over your face? It's still there. I thought I got it all. So is this ooze, is it poisonous or something? We're doing tests on it, but the big problem is we don't know how to stop the leaks. And if we don't do anything soon, the entire ship is going to be greener than a five-year-old carton of milk. Well, at least we'll be safe on St. Patrick's Day. How is that helpful, Olin? We wouldn't get pinched. I meant, how is that comment helpful in this situation? The Gratuitation Empire is expecting normal food for the feast, not green turkey and potatoes. I don't know. Sometimes it's good to switch things up, Captain. After all, you know green eggs and ham isn't all that bad. Have you had that green chocolate? Green chocolate? You're making that up. No, it's actually a thing. Look it up. Quiet. We have an actual problem here, and I need time to think. Well, while you think, would you mind if we listen to the radio? Fine. Do what you want. Hey, Flora. What's going on? Hey, Chelsea. Just reading some of these old books Mr. Jacobs has on the shelf. Adventures of Photonauts? Huh. What's it about? Oh, you know, basic sci-fi stuff. Exploring the great secrets of space, going to places unexplored by humanity, and create a more perfect universe. Oh, sounds interesting. Where's Mr. Jacobs? He and Olin are in the kitchen, I think. They're making some sort of turkey dinner or something. It's got something to do with church. A turkey dinner? Isn't that what most people make for Thanksgiving? I guess they're getting the meal ready ahead of time. I mean, there's ahead of time, and then there's way too early. I mean, it's 8.30 in the morning. It's not even lunchtime yet. What are they thinking? You could go ask them what they're thinking. I'm just here reading a book. I will. Whoa, what's all of this? Good morning, Chelsea. How are you today? I'm good. Mr. Jacobs, do you want another bag of potatoes peeled? Not quite yet, Olin. I'm running out of space, and I'm about to pull this turkey out of the oven. All right. Anything I can do? Uh, here. If you can get these green beans put on the plate, then I'll be able to load them up with turkey, and we'll be able to get them out of the way. Aye, aye, sir. So what exactly is going on here? Me and Mr. Jacobs have been getting things ready for the Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving? It's like a charity thing. The church makes all sorts of meals for people who don't have families to spend Thanksgiving with. It's just another way to show God's love to our neighbors. Can I help? Sure. You want to serve out the mashed potatoes? All right. And I'll start up the next program on the radio. Um, Mr. Jacobs, we're starting to run out of room in the freezer for all these Thanksgiving plates. All right, Olin. You want to hand me my phone? I'll let Miss Tabitha know that we're ready for her to take our first load to the church. 
Here you go. Thanks. I'll be right back. Are we really running out of room, Olin? Look for yourself. Wow! How many meals do you think we've made today? At least 20. <sighs> hey, guys. Hey, Flora. You done with your book? Yeah, I guess. Doesn't look like you had a happy ending. It's not that. I just got a text from my cousin. Apparently she and her family are going to Alaska for Thanksgiving. That's got to be miserable. Yeah, tell me about it. I don't see why they didn't even ask me if I wanted to go. Huh? You actually want to go to Alaska? Of course I do, Chelsea. Look at what they're planning. Skiing, whale watching. They're going to an ice museum made of ice? But won't it be like super cold there? Yeah, and like, lots of bears. You guys don't get it. I've never been out of this state. For my entire life, I've only been here. I don't go on amazing trips or get to do anything awesome like my cousins. It's not fair. What's not fair, Flora? Oh, hey, Mr. Jacobs. It's this text. Apparently, my cousins are going to Alaska for Thanksgiving. Can you believe it? Huh. I hope they're ready for a cold, dark trip. November in Alaska can be pretty miserable. Really? Sure. In this time of year, the north part of the Earth points away from the sun, so the days are short and the nights are long. So doing fun things outside isn't easy. Wait till I tell them. What do you mean? Yeah, you're acting weird, Flora. One minute you're telling us how you wish you could go to Alaska with them, and now you can't wait to tell them how bad it's going to be. I mean, like I was saying earlier, I don't get to go anywhere fun. So why should they? Sounds to me like you have a bit of a jealousy problem. I guess. If my life wasn't so lame, maybe I wouldn't be so jealous. Is that how it works? Well, I could tell you, but I think I have a drama script that could explain it a little better. That sounds a little more fun. I guess. Great. I'll go find the script. And I'll start the next program. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the fanciful drama, The Potion, an adapted biblical teaching about jealousy. Once upon a time in a faraway land, there lived two maidens, Camilla. Good day to you. And Drusilla. Charmed, I'm sure. And charmed is how one would describe Drusilla's life. She wore the fanciest of clothes, rode in the finest of coaches, and fame and fortune seemed to follow her everywhere she went. I cannot tarry any longer. The polo match begins soon, and I must see and be seen. You know how it is. No, actually I don't. Camilla was less fortunate. Though she wasn't what you would call destitute, she lived in a modest house with her old shaggy dog in the middle of the village. But instead of enjoying her quiet life, surrounded by friends and the beauty of nature, she looked out her window at the mansion that Drusilla lived in, and the longer she stared... Who does she think she is, having better stuff and flaunting it in my face? I wish she would lose it all somehow. She stewed day in and day out until she couldn't take it anymore. She put on her cloak and headed into the deep, dark woods. She crossed a little stone bridge and came to a large stone cottage. Gently, she rapped on the door. Hmm? Hello? Beg your pardon, Master Troll, but I need your help. My help? It's not often that one as fair as yourself needs the likes of me to help them. 
Don't you have a brave knight or something to solve all of your problems? No, and even if I did, I'm sure no knight could soothe my woes. Very well. Tell me how I can help. And so, Camilla told the troll all about her rival and the things Drusilla had and how that made her feel. The troll nodded and turned to the cabinet behind him. He pulled out a small bottle. This is a potion I have brewed for problems just as this. Really? How does it work? Simply drink this potion, and the one who causes you the frustrations and pain will indeed suffer greatly. I warn you to be careful because it is quite powerful and it knows all. But he was speaking to an empty room. Camilla had already grabbed the potion and was running back home. When she arrived there, she threw off her cloak and ran to her window. Glaring at the manor house where Drusilla lived, she uncorked the bottle and put it to her lips. Now to make things fair. She gulped down the bitter mixture and waited. But as she did so, Drusilla came riding down the street on her white stallion. I can't think of a nicer day in all my life. The sun is so divine and the birds are singing so beautifully. Camilla's bones ached as she looked on. She hatefully drank even more of the potion, but Drusilla continued down the road as if nothing was happening. I think I'll ride laps around the city. Won't that be fun? Ah, what is happening? This potion isn't hurting her at all. It's hurting me. It was true. Camilla watched in horror as her skin withered into green wrinkles and the bones beneath began to stiffen. She dropped the empty bottle, remembering the troll's words. It's not often that one as fair as yourself needs the likes of me to help them. No, the other words. Oh, right. Ahem. The one who causes you frustration and pain will indeed suffer greatly. Camilla realized too late that the one who was causing her pain wasn't Drusilla after all. Her own jealousy was the culprit, and it had changed her from a fair maiden into a withered old crone. What a fool I was! Now, this story takes place in a land of make-believe, where there are potions and trolls. But make no mistake, dear listener, the moral is that in our world, jealousy doesn't need a potion to destroy us. And every time we let it fester in our hearts, its ugliness bleeds through. God tells us to live at peace with our neighbors instead, sharing his love. And when we do, his beauty will show all the brighter in us. All right, that should be the last of the plates. Do you guys want any of these leftovers to take home? The guys? Huh? Oh, right. Sure. Are you three okay? You look like you're really worried about something. We were... well, I was just thinking about the drama script we read earlier. That was really, really dark, Mr. Jacobs. Well, I'm sorry if it was too scary, Chelsea. I just based it off of what the Bible says in Proverbs 14.30 and maybe a little bit of Job 5.2. Well, those must be pretty dark verses. They are a bit, Flora, but they kind of have to be. They have to be? That's right, Olin. Jealousy is no light matter. It has made people steal, lie, and even kill. The Bible is full of stories of people who were jealous of others and the terrible things that happened because of it. That's why in so many verses like Galatians 5, 6, James 3, 14 through 16, and 1 Peter 2, 1, God tells us over and over not to let jealousy into our hearts. Okay, well, I don't want to be jealous, 
but how can I not be? I mean, I still get these texts from my cousin about all the amazing things they do. It's not like I can stop liking cool things and trips. That's true, and I don't think God has a problem with us wanting cool things. In fact, he tells us to ask him for them all the time. It's the jealousy he doesn't like. And there are a couple of ways I can think of that we can get rid of it. We're listening. What's the first one? <laughs> well, I'd say the first and most important way to not be jealous is to love others. Romans 12:21 and Matthew 22 tell us that by showing love and kindness to everyone, we can be rid of all kinds of evil. Because if you think about it, if you're busy loving others, you won't have time to be selfish. That makes a lot of sense. If I love my cousins, I want the best for them. And I guess that means I'll want them to have a good time wherever they go. Yeah, but you said there was another thing we could do to not be jealous, Mr. Jacobs. That's right, Owen. And fittingly enough, it's being thankful. Whoa, as in Thanksgiving? As in the big holiday that we've been cooking all morning for? Kind of a big coincidence, huh? But it's true. Being grateful for all that God has done for you means that you can be happy with or without stuff because you find your happiness in having a God that gives you what you need. On the other hand, when we are jealous of others, it's kind of like we're telling God that he's wrong and that what he has given us isn't good enough. Hmm, I see what you mean. I'm going to have to think about this. I've been jealous for a long time, and I'm going to need to get some things straightened out. Uh, welcome to the club. I know there are things that I need to work on in my life, too. But with God helping us and everybody encouraging each other, we'll get there. And who knows? Maybe when we all grow up and get jobs and stuff, we'll all be able to go see Alaska together. Only if it's not in November. Deal. Oh, that'd be Miss Tabitha to pick up the meals. Want to give me a hand, you guys? Yeah, no problem. There should be enough bags to carry all the plates. I can hold them open for you if you want. Thanks. Chelsea, we might need a hand. Okay, I'm just going to turn off the radio first. Good idea. 